nothing in science fiction that's ever been written that is half as weird and as wonderful as water. And only water can coexist as vapour, as solid and as liquid simultaneously, unrepeatable with any other substance. Welcome to The Ways of Water, a podcast series exploring our English waterways through the arts, ecology, industrial history, well-being and the deep mysteries of water itself. Presented by me, David Bramwell, and with the occasional guest appearances from the inimitable John Shuttleworth and his neighbour Ken. This episode was recorded live at Wilderness in Oxfordshire and features a talk on the strangeness of water by John Mitchinson. John is best known as one of the co-founders of Unbound Publishing and head researcher for the popular BBC TV series QI. He is to Stephen Fry and Sandy Toxvig what Mycroft is to Sherlock Holmes. Mixed with John's talk are tracks from the band Grasscut, who performed a wonderful water-themed set for us. What temperature do you think water freezes? Zero? Zero degrees centigrade? Not true. Freezing is a chain reaction. If there's nothing, or there are no scratches or bits of dust or impurities, you can take water down to minus 42 relatively easily without it freezing. That's called supercooled water. Now, one of the interesting things about supercooled water is if you keep taking it down, and you have to do this in laboratory conditions, you can actually, if you're very careful, you can supercool water your cells at home with, a, with an average freezer. But you can go way further than that, down to about 137, minus 137. And at this point, water becomes something completely different. It goes beyond ice, and it becomes this thing called glassy water. Glassy water is like glass. It's a completely random collection of water molecules. And most of the water in the universe is in fact glassy water. Comets are made out of glassy water. Water, you think you know where it's going, you think that it boils at 100 degrees, you think that it freezes at zero. Super cool and super hot. It's exactly the same thing. If you take water, you put it in a container where it can't form the bubbles. What basically happens with boiling, the bubbles will burst, basically the, the pressure from within them to burst the surface tension, to burst the atmospheric pressure is what causes boiling. If you stop the bubbles falling by putting in a container that is completely smooth and has nothing for it, you can get superheated water. You've all done this, the, the super cooling, uh, you've sometimes had a bottle of water and you've taken it out of the free freezer and it's not, or a bottle of wine and it's not frozen, and you tap it and it suddenly freezes because you've created the chain reaction. You've had that thing with a, 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 a cup of tea in the microwave, where it comes out and then it suddenly explodes because the action of you moving it is just enough. That's superheated water as well. Cold water or, boil or very hot water, which, which would freeze the most quickly, would you say, roughly? You'd say cold water, wouldn't you? Totally makes sense. There was, in the 1960s, there was a Tanzanian schoolboy who liked making ice cream. He proved that hot water freezes more quickly than cold water. And he was laughed at and ridiculed and thrown out of his school until eventually a, he managed to persuade enough scientists to actually take him seriously. His name was Ernesto Mpemba, and it is now the Mpemba effect which is put hot water into your freezer, it will actually freeze more quickly than cold water. 
And the really interesting thing about this, we know quite a lot about water. We're learning more every day. We still don't really understand why that happens. Hold the slide up to the light and see the place. The wind blows, screams and moans, chills you to your hollow bones and knocks you to the ground. And the water rushes down. It cuts through stone, teeth and bone, whites of eyes, froths and foams, and wraps you in a cloud. And the drip, drip, drip of the water cut down your back. Cold stone, deaf, your breathing edges to black. White, white noise, white, white light forcing you back. This is the other really weird thing about water. It's very, very, very hard to heat. Remarkably hard. It takes 10 times as much energy to heat water as it does to heat iron, for example. So this is useful for all kinds of reasons. So it takes 10 times as much energy to turn solid water into liquid and liquid water into, into steam. Well, that means one really important thing is that water is fantastically good at absorbing heat. It means that the planet, that our whole atmosphere, the fact that we have a stable atmosphere is based on this one little quirk of waters. In the walls of the halls with the fall of the tread, the feet that led to the ground, no sound. But the roar of the waterfall walls of the halls where the fall of the tread, the feet that are led to the ground, no sound. But the roar of the waterfall. Why can you swim in winter in the sea? It's because the temperature change of the oceans in most places in the globe is two or three percent. You know, closer to the shore, you get bits of different where it's shallower water. But in general, you've got this massive amount of water, which is very, very stable. Can you imagine if water wasn't see-through? Nothing would live in the seas, right? And everything, as you can see, everything started in the seas. And fish. And water boatmen. Water is also the most destructive substance on the planet. Water is known as the universal solvent. It will destroy eventually everything. I sit still spins around me. This is why I like this spot. We, we spend millions and billions of pounds protecting ourselves from the corrosive effects of water. Hello, mate. This is extraordinary, but water is three times harder to compress than diamond. Solid water, quite easy to compress. You can smash ice. But liquid water, very, very, very difficult to compress liquid water. At QI, we have this sort of mantra, which is if you look closely at the familiar things, they come, become unfamiliar. That's a nice mantra to have, and it's broadly true. But it's not just us saying this. The most advanced water institute in the world, in Japan, the Sinecotron Radian Research Institute. Just last year, 
said this, that a lively debate about the nature of water is still ongoing. There are still many unclear mechanisms. The mysteries of water have not yet been fully clarified. For a long time, we thought that water was our thing. It didn't exist anywhere else. Turns out to be ridiculous, that water is everywhere. We found 23 places or potential places in our own solar system. We know that it's in Mars. We think it may even be in liquid on Mars. We found it on the moon. We've even found water vapor on the surface of the sun. Water goes everywhere. On our own planet, the interesting thing is that most of the water, if you took all the water in the atmosphere and it all rained down at once, that would only, that would only add one inch of water to the, to the planet. That's extraordinarily the fact. Most of the water on the planet is locked away inside the Earth itself, inside rocks, not just in aquifers, but actually locked into the mantle of the Earth itself. Were we to be able to release that water, we could refill the oceans 30 times over. Water is also fantastically old. We discovered earlier this year a quasar that is spewing out unimaginable amounts of water. hundred and forty three trillion times the amount of water that we've got on our own planet and the glittering harbor lights trailing the estuary for every person on earth there is twenty thousand planets worth of water over the bridge the old town still clinging water far from being our thing, is something that was manufactured at the very beginning of the universe. Water is scarce. If you think of all the water on the planet as a jug, a four-litre jug, we only have one teaspoon to play with. That's all the water we have. Now, one of the other things is that there is no more water. The water that we have is the water we've had since the planet was made. Water isn't increasing. But what we are doing is putting remarkable demands on water. So one out of six people on the planet don't have access to safe water. While water may be essential to life, it may be damaging to life, we're still managing it very, very badly as a resource. Each of us on the planet are responsible for using, on average, 150 litres of water. But when you add in the water that is embedded in the things that we use, that rises to about 3,500 litres. Fifteen, twenty baths full of water. That's how much water just being alive takes us.
before the flood it comes round again it washes away all but every fragment what light remains all but lost in me now one pint of beer requires 170 litres of water. One t-shirt is 25 bathtubs of water. All but lost to me now. We're not going to solve this overnight, but it is troubling. So I thought if I could end on a more positive note, there are a few things that we can do. If you turn off the tap when you're cleaning your teeth, if everybody in this country did that, save enough water to run Birmingham's water supply for a year. I thought D.H. Lawrence got it right. Water is H2O, hydrogen two parts, oxygen one part, and a third thing that makes it water, and nobody knows what that is. Thousands have lived without love. No one has lived without water. Here's to water, everybody. Ways of Water was presented by me, David Bramwell, and with music by Oddfellows Casino. Find out more via drbramwell.com and check out Oddfellows Casino on Bandcamp, where you'll also find links to my album and book, The Cult of Water. Many thanks to all the guests in this series, and to you, the listener. Watery blessings to you all.